and welcome back. My name is Maggie Greiner. Thank you for joining me for episode number two of the Kind Kitchen Podcast. This is a space where we explore living a kinder life. And for me, living a kind life is about living with more empathy and more love for myself and other beings, any beings, and for our beautiful, beautiful planet. So we'll have conversations with amazing people that are living this kind of life. And and topics include plant-based nutrition, gardening, low-waste living, all the good stuff. I think you're going to love it. And beneath all of these topics is an interest in, in in improving the quality of life for, of course, ourselves um, and our loved ones and for our planet. And we do this through focusing on the only decisions that we can control, which are our own. And speaking of those who are living a beautiful and kind life, today we're hearing from Annie Oswald, a Charleston-based vegan chef and appropriately named Cookie Dealer, and an MMA fighter, amateur MMA fighter, which I learned at the end of the episode. You'll you'll find that Annie is full of surprises and is hilarious and fun, and uh, I, I know you'll fall in love with her as I have. And she has created an insanely delicious line of vegan and gluten-free granola cookies and cheesecakes and she calls this line Annie O Love but her creativity has not come without a cost Annie has had a uh, a an experience of, with drug and alcohol addiction that she now describes as a gift without which she would not be living her current life which is lived in absolute full color, creative expression, and an abundance of spiritual peace. She ultimately teaches us that suffering is always met with equal love for those of us who are willing to take a deeper look within ourselves and do the hard inner work. So without further ado, let's talk to Annie. beautiful you meditate every day is that something that uh you've been doing for a long time yeah i've been uh working working on a meditation practice for a good five years now and um you know it just helps me uh, i don't know if you noticed i put my hands up like this Mm -hmm. um i am reiki attuned so i was sending out reiki vibes not only to us but to everybody listening um so the meditation helps me get to that reiki spot too where i can send it out and feel it that's beautiful Mm -hmm. yep beautiful very cool well uh, I, th- I think a great place to start would be to learn a bit about your business. Uh, I, I have been, uh, I have met you multiple times at farmer's markets. I know you meet a ton of people, uh, but I absolutely love your products. So it's so fun to get a, uh, a window into how you got started and what you've got going on. So we just did a, uh, a little tasting here of, uh, and remind me the name of this cookie. That's the free spirit, the free spirit, yeah. which was incredible. Uh, so how many total flavors do you have for the, your cookies specifically? Well, I try to have at all times, five different flavors. I try to have four with chocolate and then one with not chocolate. Cause there's certain people that come around that are allergic to chocolate or just don't like chocolate or whatever. So I try to always have five flavors, but, uh, right now, currently I have, uh, seven cause I have two that haven't been released yet that I'm still working on. 
Okay. Wow. And you've got, you've got, uh, cheesecakes as well. Is that uh-huh. right? Yeah. I do vegan cheesecakes made of raw cashews, <clears throat> sweetened with an all organic stevia. And then I use, uh, my cookies as the crust on those. And then oh. I also do a keto one with an almond flour cookie crust sweetened with all organic stevia, all of it. Okay. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. I haven't tried your cheesecakes. They look incredible. Your your Instagram it uh is just every day is uh the best eye candy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying before we got started recording that I love the um yeah, I love that the the reverse engineering of ingredients when you pour everything in. It's uh-huh. just I just get mesmerized and <laughs> click through everyone. I actually get mesmerized too whenever I get home at night. I like watch them again. I'm like, wow, that is so cool. You know? <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome. I bet you have so much fun. I, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, cooking professionally for as long as I have been, um, that's kind of like my home. That's where everything kind of comes together for me. And I'm able to just be completely myself. And so it gets a little wild because <laughs> I'm a little wild. So <laughs> you put some music on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's great. I've heard in your, in your stories, uh, some bluegrass playing. Uh-huh. I'll do it. It just depends on my, on my day, like what I'm feeling, but some days it's bluegrass. Some mm-hmm. days it's reggae. Sometimes it's punk. Some days it's rockabilly. Some days it's old, old nineties rap, like whatever. <laughs> Whatever, you know, whatever. That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, so you're, you've got, you've got your line of cookies, mm-hmm. you've got your line of cheesecakes, mm-hmm. uh, and you are selling at, uh, at various markets in, in Charleston, mm-hmm. uh, in Florida and in North Carolina. Is yep. that right? And, uh, soon to be Georgia. And then I do some Tennessee and then, mm-hmm. um, my online stuff. Like I ship as far as Washington State, California, Chicago, New York. I'm like, how do y'all people even find me? But it's all these uh, uh vegan festivals that I do. Uh, right. I do believe, and then I meet a lot of people out at the Folly Beach Farmers Market too, because a lot of tourists stay out at Folly. And, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so they they might meet you in Charleston or another market and then keep following you from there. Yep, 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 yep. And it all kind of started with my granola. Right. Um so like I I started um starting to feel a certain way about working in restaurants um about 4 years ago, uh, about 5 years ago, I started feeling some type of way about everything and uh so I got hired at this this place in Charleston and you know, they um they were like, "Yeah, you know, we're going to start our new kitchen. You're going to be the chef of our new kitchen and whenever it's done, it'll be your kitchen." And I was like, "Cool." And I and so, you know, they had been buying all this granola for some things that they were doing and I was like, "Well, look, I'm going to start working on a granola recipe for y'all. And Mm -hmm. so I started working on this recipe and I was like, man, this is really good. And then, so nine months later, as I'm still waiting on the kitchen to be done, they, they, um, they said, well, you're overqualified. I'm sorry. We can't hire you. And I was like, uh, okay. And so like, I'd gotten to a place in my life where I had to be completely accepting of whatever was happening in my life. Mm -hmm. Or so, uh, a week later I went out and started selling my granola and everybody loved it. And then I had a friend say, well, why don't you make cookies with that granola? And I did. And then it's all been the way it's been from here on out. So I always say the granola is like the mama and the cookies are her babies. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh-huh. That's so cool. Uh-huh. So how did you, what, you know, just step back a little bit. Like, how did you even decide to become a chef in the first place? Like you went to culinary school. Is that yep. Right? Um, so when I was 15, I got a job working in a restaurant on Folly Beach called Bushy's Restaurant. And uh, it's not there anymore. It's condos now. <laughs> um, and uh, so while I was there, I kind of fell in love with the whole restaurant scene and then also like they started having me uh, make salads and so I was using a knife and I was you know getting experience what being in a kitchen was like and that I was able to be creative 
and I was definitely able to be myself. And that was, that was something that I always kind of struggled with my whole life was finding a place where I could be myself around everybody. And, um, it just started to flow. And I was like, man, I love this. And then eventually I was like, well, I'm going to just go to culinary school. Cause, um, you know, my boss at the time, she's like, you have a really big talent for this. You don't need to go to school, but if you want to go to school for something, I suggest you do this. And so I did. And, you know, I, I loved all aspects of, uh, the culinary world. Like I loved, um, savory. I loved, I loved uh, doing baking and pastry. I really loved doing chocolates. That's what I originally wanted to do. I wanted to be a chocolatier. And, um, you know, I, I just, so I got everything that I needed to do to be, have a full culinary degree. And, um, I didn't know what it was going to lead me to, you know, I, I didn't know, but, um, I'm very grateful for that time. And then once you're good at something, why try anything else? And so I just stayed. Yeah, that's great. That's uh-huh. awesome. Uh-huh. Very cool. And so, so that led you into working in the restaurant business, and then, the, and then, like you're saying, you ultimately um, got into starting your own product line, and was inspired from there. What? How does how does your vegan journey fit into? fit into this timeline uh, or actually I, I should ask you, do you like, do you usually the, use the word vegan or plant-based? Which oh, do you I, I use vegan. You do? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or herbivore or plant-based or whatever, you know, <laughs> any way to describe myself. I don't know. Um, but so like um, being in the restaurant business and everything, um, I became, um, you know, involved in a lot of drug use a lot of alcohol use, a lot of partying. Um, and along with all that comes all the other unhealthy behaviors that come with that, like eating fast food. And, you know, they say most chefs, like they, they eat really badly. So I'd go home, I'd be working, you know, in a, in a restaurant cooking all these fabulous meals. I go home and have a frozen pizza or I go home and have a bowl of macaroni and cheese or all these like bad, bad foods. And like, I got very unhealthy. I got very unhealthy mentally, spiritually, physically, everything. I just got bad, bad, bad. Um, and I ended up having to go to a rehab for drug and alcohol. And, um, while I was there, so I spent eight months in rehab, which is a long time to spend in rehab. But so while I was there, um, I started to realize that. So you took away the drugs for me. Then what else am I left with? Sugar and food. And so I started just like eating really badly again and just sugar, 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 sugar all the time. That it, I mean, I could tell it was an addiction and I could tell that it was affecting me mentally, spiritually, physically, just the same as the drugs and the alcohol were. And um, so I decided to take some step backs from the sugar and when I did that, I started to see a change in myself. And like I said, I started to notice the addiction pattern in it all. Then I took away the gluten. Then I was like, just, uh, I started to awaken to everything in the meat industry. So I took away and I became a vegetarian. And then um, that I started to see the aspects of the dairy industry and I was like, nah, this is awful. And so I took away the dairy and became a vegan. Um, and when I originally became vegan, it was kind of, it was not exactly for all the reasons that I am vegan today. It was more of a health kind of thing and more selfish. And, um, I ended up falling off the vegan wagon and, um, it took what it took for me to get back to being a vegan. And I got to really, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, it was a dark place of, of when that time when I fell off and, um, when I came back, I came back for all the right reasons. And that was for not only my health, but the planet for everybody, just compassion. And most of all for the animals, you know, and for, you know, I began to see souls in animals and that was a big 
turning point for me because at that point I could be like, well, I love you, my dog, so much. You're so beautiful. Why wouldn't I feel that way about this pig over here? Or why wouldn't I feel this way about this cow? Or why wouldn't I feel this way about this mosquito? Why wouldn't I feel this way about this spider? And I started to feel it in all things. And I started to see the soul in all things, including myself. And um, that was just a big change for me. And then after that, after I was vegan for a little while, I started to notice more things like... um the waste aspect in the restaurant business, like noticing all the trash that's going out at the end of the night and all the little, all the thing people are filling up containers that are quart size for a to-go thing, a ranch. And I'm like, what is, no, 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 no. And so it was more just like all these things I was opened up to um, just because I opened up my eyes to my veganism. And that was another big factor in me wanting to get out of the restaurant business because like, I understand it's not going to change overnight, but I can do my part and I can try to do something different, you know? And so that's one reason I started doing my business also. Sure. And I, I can imagine there's when you're working for someone else and particularly in a restaurant business where there's, you know, uh, a, a team of people uh, and you have your manager and the, you know, everyone involved is there's less autonomy for you to make your own decisions. And yes. you might be able to make some grassroots decisions and kind of try to help. But at the end of the day, you know, it's not your, your business to change and, right. and, and so I, having that autonomy and switching over makes perfect sense. Right. I mean, I, I was the general manager of this restaurant and I was able to say, okay, well, let's try paper cups instead of styrofoam cups. Mm-hmm. But the styrofoam is exponentially cheaper than the paper, wow. like buy a lot, a lot of money. And my boss wasn't cool with it, you know, mm-hmm. or like, you know, looking at different containers for everything. And it's just the prices on the plastic stuff is so cheap. It's hard to see that that could be beneficial to the world when people are still seeing dollar signs, you know? Sure. Absolutely. I, I, so do you, how do you view, the restaurant industry now, I mean, do you, you know, someone speaking, you know, from my own experience, I probably, I love going out to eat. My husband and I uh, love, uh, you know, there's a few amazing restaurants and more in Charleston, a ton of amazing restaurants, but a few select restaurants with incredible plant-based options mm-hmm. now. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's definitely something that I think Charlestonians are very accustomed to is going out to eat. Um, but how do you, how should someone like me that loves to go out to eat, but also wants to be a, a good steward of the environment and my own health? Um, you know, should, would, would simply cutting down on going out to eat be best? Or do you think the restaurant industry is slowly, um, changed even over the last couple of years since you've been removed from it? Uh, I, I don't believe that they've changed. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I personally really cooking as long as I have been, I prefer to cook for myself, mm-hmm. but like, uh, recently I have been going out to eat a little bit more and I'm still seeing the same kind of things, just like, you know, the straws that are just like dropped on the ground. <laughs> and then do they realize what happens with those straws when they get put in the trash and, you know, things like that. I try to like see everything from a place of compassion nowadays, which is different from when I, um, originally started seeing things i used to get like really angry i'd be like god why can't people just get it you know but now it's like it took me as long as it took me to get it or you know chill um but i don't really have any suggestions on that on going out to eat if it's like i think that some restaurants are trying better and they do tell you that they're trying better too. Um, so maybe that's just something to kind of pay attention to. I did realize the other day I, I went, 
I went to Myrtle Beach and or not Myrtle Beach, a uh, Mellow Mushroom in uh, Jacksonville, and they were using the straws that are biodegradable. Mm-hmm. And but they were still doing things like they gave. I asked for some hot sauce, and they gave me a um, a uh, quarter of a of a pint full of hot sauce like this mm-hmm. in a container. And um, I mean, she's like, "Did you even use it?" I said, "I used <laughs> what I needed." Right. This is a big container. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they're still doing things, but I guess that they're still trying a little bit. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the world's going to have to get it eventually. And we're going to have to. It's With the current trajectory of things, it's pretty scary. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it makes perfect sense. I love, uh, I love that you're bringing this up because it's – I love to cook. For, I love to cook as well. Um and I think anyone, I think a lot of people listening to this podcast like to cook. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's something good to remember that every time you go to a restaurant, there's the cost. And, you know, we want to be realistic about our lifestyles and, and have have fun. You know, uh, I think plant-based living, uh, vegan living uh, is can, can sometimes feel extremely restrictive. Uh, to someone that is veg curious, I like to call. Um, and so having, I think having a balance is nice, um, to, to know that you don't have to stop going out to eat, but it's really cool to hear some from, from someone that's been in the restaurant industry. Like there's a cost to these things. And, you know, we, we just remember and observe and be curious about, you know, when we go in the, there's a, the, there's a waste cost, um, plastic. Um, there is, uh, I lost my train of thought, but the, there's, there's so many different costs to going to a restaurant, um, that, you know, the ingredients Mm -hmm. we can talk about a, a restaurant being, you know, more healthy. And of course, marketing is one thing, but we really don't know exactly what they're using. Yeah. Um, which you can control at home. Um, the food waste actually is one of the other thing I was going to mention. Uh, you know, uh, we can compost at home. We can be aware of, of you know, the uh, food scraps that and how they're being used and using those in the garden and creating a regenerative regenerative cycle. A lot of restaurants aren't 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 doing that. Right. Um, but it would be really cool if more more did it. If there's any Charleston restaurants that are listening, <laughs> we'd love to talk to you. Because um, I, I know Gnome Cafe, um, they compost mm-hmm. at the MUSC Garden, which is so cool. That is so cool. Um, one suggestion I, I, I would like to make is that, you know, maybe just try to, instead of maybe feeling like you need to go out to eat, uh, plan a picnic or something. Mm-hmm. Charleston's so beautiful. Like, why not be outside eating in like a beautiful park or under a beautiful tree and feeling all the vibes from that? I know that something special comes from when people are able, we're able to have people cook for us and everything like that. But, um, you know, it can be a beautiful, beautiful thing in itself just going out and having a picnic and planning your meal for that and all that and maybe even picking up something to go and sitting under a tree or something like that because and bringing your own napkins silverware that kind of thing oh that's a great great suggestion especially here at the beach how you can't beat a beach picnic right so how i i you talked a little bit about Alcoholism, um, addiction in general is very interesting uh, to me. I also came into, um, you know, experimenting with a plant-based diet uh, through my own health challenges. Like, like you said, I was it was completely selfish at first. Mm-hmm. Um, all about health. Eventually, I learned about these other prongs of benefits from the environment uh, to not contributing to uh, these horrible animal agriculture systems that we have in place. Um, I'm interested in, in, you said that sugar became your new addiction. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and yeah, I, I mentioned to you that I listen to ritual podcasts a lot and, and, um, you know, he, he has been on, uh, he's been on a recovery journey for many years and I've always been so, uh, you know, interested to think about, um, that relationship between, uh, of just in addiction in general can, is really like, uh, from the way Rich puts it, uh, essentially, uh, a spiritual hole, mm-hmm. you know, that where you, that needs to be filled mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah. And um, there's different vehicles for wanting to heal that wound or you're trying to heal that wound, whether it's through food, alcohol, uh, sex, you know, I could name 10 different, a yeah. hundred things really. And, and, and the way he talks about it, which I really love is that until you feel that, uh, until you, until you heal spiritually, really, uh, and emotionally, um, from whatever the wound is that you're trying to heal with these other topical things, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're, we're going to keep spinning in circles and, uh, I'd love to know your thoughts on on, on that and how, you know, kind of how, uh, food and alcoholism, alcoholism have some parallels. Uh, you. well, so all growing up and everything, I always had this feeling of, um, just something wasn't right. Something wasn't right. And then I always felt like I was seeking something like seeking, love, seeking attention, seeking, seeking just anything to help me feel that wholeness that I was missing. Um, and you know, so naturally when I discovered, and I I remember being real young and like back then in the eighties, like we were given all kinds of sugary products all the time and, you know, given all kinds of like, um, fast food and all that because health had really not been completely, you know, discovered in all of that and like what all the bad points were involved in all that yet. But, um, so I would always seek sugary things. And then when drugs came along, I was seeking drugs. Then when boys came along, I was seeking boys and I just didn't understand why I was the way I was, but I kind of liked it. You know, I kind (laughs) of liked it and, um, not kind of, I very much liked it. And then, um, consequences started to come from all those things that I was into. And I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't be into this stuff anymore. Well, how do I get over it? I don't know. So then the rehab came into play. And while I was at rehab, I, um, I worked the 12 steps And I developed a relationship with a higher power. And in that relationship, I could remember one distinct memory of it all where I felt this immense pressing on my chest and I felt a nearness to something that I had never felt before in my whole life. But I knew that that was something that that was the thing that I had been seeking. That was it. And I knew it when I felt it. And I said, this is my new drug. And so with that, I started um, developing more of a relationship with a higher power that took me to places that I had always, like I said, I'd always been looking for. And um, I, I felt peace. I felt love. I felt all these things that I felt like I could conquer anything. And um, that took all of that was right around when I quit the uh, sugar, when I quit Um, when I became a vegetarian, all that was like right tied together because it was like, I had finally, you know, stopped hanging on to so much stuff and I was able to just let that higher power come in and I didn't have anything blocking it because the sugar, it's a chemical blocker. It blocks us from lots of things. And, you know, um, I, I'm not a scientist. I'm not any of that, but I know what it did for me. And that's why I can say that it, it did that is because I know for a fact it had been blocking me. Um, and so, you know, nowadays that was five years ago. So like I've, I've gotten to a place where I know 
where all those things will take me. So I try my best every day not to get involved in any of that stuff anymore. Um, but, you know, food is very important. Is very important and our health is the most important thing we have because if we are in bad health, we really don't have anything. If you're having a bad day and you're feeling bad and you're getting a little cold or whatever it is, you know, um, you're going to be the most stuck in self that you're going to be because you don't feel well. And so when we feel good, we're able to be of maximum service to others. We're able to be of maximum service to all beings on the planet. We're able to be maximum service to whatever we might believe is guiding us through the day, you know? And so that takes being in good health and that takes eating the right foods and that takes being compassionate to all beings. And that means veganism, you know? Amen. Yeah, girl. (laughs) Beautiful. I, I love, I, that, was, that was exactly my experience was that, that it started with health, um, and, and through feeling better, mm-hmm. simply feeling better, it, it raised this veil of, you know, of clarity and, and empathy and compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I, just a, a, a much better spiritual life in general, much better relationships with those that I'm closest to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so, it's so interesting, uh, to think about, um, that in terms of food, that, that experience, but also, so I'm, I'm, uh, almost nine months pregnant oh, <laughs> right now and I have not had a drop of alcohol and, uh, uh, well, that's not true. I've had a, a sip of wine, I think, in January. And, you know, I said a sip of wine here and there, but uh, a, a very small amount of alcohol compared to my normal routine is, you know, uh, I'd say really not that much, four, four or five drinks a week, I think, for the average 34-year-old. That's probably pretty routine. Mm-hmm. It, it's an incredible feeling to to feel more clear in the day. And I know there's a, a movement happening right now in the wellness world called the sober curious movement. Um, Ruby, I don't have her name, last name in front of me. I think it's well, uh, Wellington. I'll have to put it in the show notes. Um, but she, she wrote a great book, um, about sober curiosity recently. And, um, there's a great YouTube video that I'll link to as well. But the, uh, the basic idea is exactly what you're talking about where, you know, through, through non-use of alcohol, we can have more clarity, more connection with ourselves and with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that ultimately translates to a better world because we, we, we all need everyone to be their best self right now and to do things like what you're doing and create a business that's, you know, um, of, of higher consciousness, you know, about waste and, um, and you know, using plant-based ingredients and not contributing to animal cruelty. And, um, the way you got there was through first focusing on your own health and spiritual path. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately, you know, that led to creation of your business, but also just better connection with those around you. Yep. Um, what, how do you, you know, for someone that, you know, at post-pregnancy, for example, when, um, you know, when <laughs> I start to have the temptation for that first margarita, which I've been thinking about, um, for a few months now, <laughs> how do you, uh, how do you recommend, you know, someone that is, uh, a casual drinker to think about sober curiosity and experiment with actually first, do you think it's a good thing rather than, um, being encouraging people to go sober altogether? Um, or do you think that it's a, a helpful thing for, uh, someone like me to s- simply cons- consider it a curiosity and explore to get started. Um, well, so the whole sober curious thing. Okay. For me to drink is to die. I start drinking. I don't stop drinking. I put the first sip of alcohol in me. I keep going. I'll keep going until I'm in handcuffs 
or until somebody stops me, you know? And, um, so if, if I was able to drink, have a drink every once in a while or, you know, have four drinks a week, whatever, I'd probably do it. But I have been gifted the opportunity to have an allergic reaction to drugs and alcohol. When I put them in my body, I can't stop. So like I said, that is an opportunity for me to develop a relationship with a higher power and people around me. So I really cannot really properly answer that because I do feel like um, my my journey into getting sober has been the biggest journey I've had. Um, but I cannot say that if I was not able to have a drink or two, I would have them. Like, so I, like I said, I don't really know how to answer that because trust me, some days I'd love to wind down with a glass of wine and some days I'd love to wind down with a joint or whatever it might be. But for me, I can't do that. Um, so I don't really know how to answer that. But I know that my alcoholism is what makes me seek a higher power. And it is what makes me seek something different. And it is what makes me seek love because my alcoholism is fear. And when I live in that fear, the only thing to cure it is either A, have a million drinks, or B, develop a relationship with a higher power. And I've chosen the higher power route for now. That's beautiful. How do you, we were talking about kind of the similarities between alcohol and say sugar or gluten mm-hmm. or processed foods in general. Mm-hmm. Yep. Would it be fair to say that you're, uh, you know, that there's a, there's still opportunities in your life now to have processed food yep. and well, you know, sugar and things like that, but they aren't as obviously not fuel on the fire as, well, as alcohol. They still are. The, they're the exact same thing as mm-hmm. I have a bite of cake. Most likely I'm going to eat that whole cake. <laughs> I can't stop when I start. When I start on certain things, I can't stop. So I might as well stick to the healthy things. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you heard of Chef AJ? I don't think so. Um, no. I'll, I'll link to that, uh, to her work as well. But she's, um, she, her story is around food addiction and, uh, she's uh, an amazing chef and she, um, works with, she, she also makes um, desserts and cakes, but also, you know, really any kind of meal you can imagine. Um, but her, her cakes specifically are made, everything's made with dates. Cool. And, and, uh, little to no salt. I believe it might be, um, salt and oil free, but we had dates and she uses, you know, nuts as that sati- satiating ingredient. And my husband and I are, you know, kind of following her work because we're, we feel best when we're eating whole food, plant-based, which really is cutting back on this oil, sugar, salt, which is easy to go vegan and actually gain weight. (laughs) And, uh, and I love that your, your products, you know, use these beautiful whole ingredients. Um, you know, and and going back to feeling great, I'm sure that that's very intentional. Sure. Would you Would you like me to talk about some of the things that I use in my cookies right Absolutely. now? Absolutely. So, um, yeah, let's start with uh, my Happy Healer cookie. Um, so this one, um, so I'm kind of like a turmeric dork. I uh, <laughs> I fell in love with turmeric. A couple years ago, and I fell in love with a specific turmeric that's here, local to to John's Island. And um, so I put that in my cookie. And so it's turmeric, coconut butter, cashew butter, chocolate chunks, big old cashews in there. And uh, so everything I do is vegan, gluten-free, processed, sugar-free, soy-free, corn-free. So it's all these like really good whole ingredients that I use for everything. I make my own cashew butter. Um, the base that I use, so I use 
the turmeric part of, uh, excuse me, the mother part of the turmeric plant, which is where all the rhizomes grow off of. And so that part of the plant, it looks like a pine cone. It's about that big. Um, and so, uh, it's the most concentrated for curcumin, but it's also the sweetest part of the plant. So it's like a win-win and it's like this crazy, crazy bright, um, orange color. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I make the base out of that. That's it right there. Um, and then I put a big old cashew on the top, but that one is my happy healer because, you know, the, the, I can remember the first day I made it. I'm, I'm in the, um, in the kitchen where I cook out of and one of the pastry chefs, she's like, I don't feel very good today. And I said, well, here, have this cookie. And she's like, takes a bite of it. And she's like, Oh, I'm so happy now. And I was like, happy healer. Yes. Cool. <laughs> and you know, I got heal them written, um, tattooed on my knuckles and everything. I have turmeric flowers tattooed on my stomach. Even like this one is probably my favorite cookie. Just by ingredients and taste and everything because you just get this beautiful turmeric taste that comes out in it um and just all the nut butters that it's got cashew butter and coconut butter in it so can't go wrong but is that that turmeric from uh that's spade and clover spade and clover yep 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 yep. very cool Mm -hmm. yep um do we talk about a few more absolutely okay so let's talk about uh life-changing chocolate chip chunk cookie next so this one i call my gateway cookie they call me the cookie dealer if you don't know uh so you know there's all kinds of like drug references in there so this one's the gateway (laughs) cookie it's the gateway to uh veganism and to annie love cookies um so this one life-changing chuckle chip chunk it used to just be called the ao chunk and then everybody kept on coming up to me and they're like it's life-changing annie it's life-changing so i was like I'm going to change the name. <laughs> so I started calling it the life-changing chocolate chip chunk, but it's almond butter, big old chocolate chunks, big old chocolate chips. Same thing. It's um, it's sweet with coconut sugar, and um, it's got my granola in it. All my cookies have my granola in it, too. So it's got this crazy different taste, texture. Um, everything is just kind of different, and, you know, people really gravitate to it because it's they are different. You know, I have people tell me all the time when they try some of my stuff, they're like, what is that? I don't know what that is. And then I tell them, okay, well, yeah, that's the turmeric you're tasting. Or yeah, that's the coconut butter you're tasting because these are products that people have not been, um, you know, they haven't been introduced to yet, but they're all so healing and they're all so tasty that we kind of crave them once we start to get them. Um, then we'll talk about dream igniter. So Dream Igniter, that is uh, chamomile, caramel, um, chocolate chips, almonds, cashew butter. So and I, the caramel is a date coconut sugar caramel on the top that's uh, got a little bit of Himalayan pink salt. And then um, I put chamomile blossoms on the top, too. Um, this one is like an upscale chocolate chip cookie. There's something about this cookie that I still have not been able to place what it is. But it reminds me of some fancy dessert that I made in culinary school. And I I wish I could figure it out. A a girl told me the other day when she tried it, she's like, it's like a cookie, but it's not a cookie. It's like a cocktail, but not a cocktail. I'm like, maybe that's the chamomile. Maybe that's the tea. But so this one gives you a little mellow feeling at the end, too. Um, And then let's see. uh, Cookie of Abundance. So that is uh, pineapple. Ginger from Spain Clover, coconut butter, cashews, and then I put a cherry on the top for it's a cookie of abundance. It better have a cherry on the top. Uh, this cookie came to me while I was in Gainesville um, at a veg fest, and I, I went to this a beautiful uh, trail called La Chua Trail. And on this trail, there's wild horses there's wild boar i'm like walking and a bald eagle soaring overhead and i'm like what is really going on here next morning i woke up with three cookie ideas just rolling through my head and the cookie of abundance was one of them dream igniter was another one and um i don't remember what the other one was it had to oh chiseled chimp but that one's already worked its way out 
Um, then get woke. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm all about getting woke. Um, that one is espresso beans, banana chips, peanut butter, dark chocolate. Um, it's kind of like a brownie. Um, I have straight up espresso beans in there. And so like you eat it and you're like, (laughs) you get woke, you know? And, um, that one, that one's been a fun one to make it. It's uh, actually got black beans for the base and um and dates so it's got this really cool texture that the black beans bring in and it's also got whole bananas in there too so it's like uh you know black bean brownie with bananas in there Mm. and then there's peanut butter and it's like the perfect breakfast cookie is what i say that sounds amazing (laughs) yeah yeah um and don't eat it late at night though that's what's gonna be i'm like don't you'll be mad at me like the day that i made them and i was testing them in the kitchen I was like, I got home at night and I actually don't even drink coffee. And I got home and my head was spinning and everything. I'm like, oh, my God, I took too much. I took too much. And I couldn't sleep. <laughs> but, so now anytime I make that cookie, I make that one first. So when I'm tasting it, I'm not right. coming home and trying to sleep right afterwards. But um, And then I've got the free spirit, which um, I kind of told you about earlier so that one is from more time i spent in florida you know i I ended up meeting a really awesome guy real free-spirited guy while i was down there and he took me out and he's straight up pulling oranges off the tree and we're eating oranges off the tree and then so we're walking through this blackberry um briar barefoot we get all these thorns stuck in our feet and then there's these purple flowers everywhere and so it's uh um orange uh, lavender, blackberry, and the macadamia nuts. The macadamia nuts are in there just because I like them. But uh, one of the pastry chefs at the kitchen, she's like, well, it could be because you're nuts about them, Annie. Aww. I was like, all right, okay, you know. So um, I guess there's that. Um, but And then last is my sacred heart. Um, I've created this cookie for um, – I'm doing a hemp fest on the 20th, 420. And, um, I, uh, so I took hemp hearts, then I took local John's Island strawberries, coconut butter, um, and chocolate chips. And it's just a beautiful, like strawberry cookie. And then it's got a strawberry on the top that looks kind of like a heart. So the sacred heart, um, but yeah, so that's, that's the current cookies. Um, I really, uh, I wish I had a list of how many cookies I've actually made. Like I have all these notebooks of all my cookie recipes and everything. It's some crazy stuff that I've done. Mm-hmm. I made one with figs last year. I called it the fizzy. It was with figs and one love kombucha. So Ooh. I called it the fizzy fig. I'll probably make that one again this year too. And uh there's just a lot of really cool stuff that I've done. I, I've really been blessed with this crazy creativity of just try it and see what happens, you know, and. I don't know, but yeah. Amazing. And you've got cheesecakes as well. Yeah. And my vegan cheesecakes, those are another outlet that I'm able to be completely creative with every week. Mm-hmm. Um, because at this point, people trust me that the flavor combos that I come up with are probably going to be pretty good. Like mm-hmm. I've actually taken the Happy Healer base and I've made a Happy Healer cheesecake that's been out of control. And I mean, it's got straight up turmeric in it. And Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's incredible. The difference between fresh turmeric and the powder turmeric are just their worlds apart. And for desserts, that fresh turmeric is beautiful in desserts, you know, but it, it's something that people have to try and say, OK, well, I'm just going to give it a go. I'm going to spend the eight bucks on the cheesecake and I'm going to try it. And then they try and they're like, wow, you know, mm-hmm. but so then this week I, um, I, I kind of kept it kind of simple this week since I'm, um, starting out at a new farmer's market, but I did, um, a Meyer lemon with a coconut cashew cookie crust because that flavor is just, it's on point. And then, like, I'll do one where I put actually the life changer uh, cookie in the base of the cheesecake. So when you take a bite, you're not only getting the cookie crust at the bottom, but you're getting like a little bit of cookie in the mix, too. And 
it's out of control. It's out of control. <laughs> me, me and my helper and my mom, my mom comes and helps at the kitchen too. Like we'll just all three be in there just trying it like, what? And I'm like, what? How did, I don't even know where all this stuff comes from. <laughs> Thank you, higher power, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, you're, uh-huh. you're the muse. Uh-huh. It's yeah. beautiful. Uh-huh. Oh, you're making me hungry. So how can someone, uh, it, so if you're in Charleston, they can come to, which farmer's markets are you going to in Charleston? So I do uh, Marion Square on Saturdays, um, downtown Charleston. Mm-hmm. Then I do Sunday brunch. That's, I've been completely blessed to be in that farmer's market. If if Adam and um, Meg hadn't accepted me into that farmer's market, I'm not even sure I'd still be in business anymore. It's been such an impact on my life. Um, and then Monday um, at Folly Beach Farmer's Market. Very cool. Uh-huh. Okay. And you've got a couple out-of-town markets. Well, uh, not so much anymore. Now I just do um, veg fests and other festivals, um, in other cities. Like, um, last year I did a lot of traveling and I think that that's helped me get to where I am today. Um, I did a lot of traveling, uh, to Asheville. Um, and then I did a lot of traveling just to other cities doing their veg fest. Um, cause like when I go and do those veg fests, I kind of get, um, a veganism reboost and you know i've got like vegan tattoos all over me i i have bright green hair uh so i get interviewed by all these uh veganism like videos and all that and like it just gives me a reboost and helps me remember why i'm doing what i'm doing absolutely what what veg fest do you have planned to go to this year all right so there's charleston Veg Fest in two weeks on oh. April 27th. And then there is, I'll be doing Atlanta Veg Fest, Asheville Veg Fest, probably Knoxville again. Knoxville was great. Um, and then let's see, I'll be going back down to Florida once those start back up because it kind of goes with how the weather's going. So you start, I started down south in February and it's going to go up north a little bit and then it'll come back down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's going to be an exciting year. See, it sounds like your your creative energy is at an all-time high. I'm excited to Dude, see what else you create. Absolutely. It is definitely at the the highest it's ever been right now. Like I have to like actually kind of scale back and just write things <laughs> down and not just go into the kitchen and try to make it all at once, you know. That's so fun. Mm-hmm. That's so fun. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought uh, I'm thinking of um some people that I know are listening to this podcast, um, and actually it would be a, a good way to describe them would be to, to um, describe me even a few years ago. And that's someone who is very inspired by what you've created. You know, I think we, we live in such a distracted world that it's very difficult to, um, well, first of all, um, get healthy and um, find that spiritual clarity that you found and let alone go to the next step and have an idea for a uh, enlightened business. Um, if we're, if someone's listening and they are maybe working in a job that they're not so excited about, their health is, uh, maybe they have some nagging health issues that, you know, they're not uh, horribly unhealthy, but they also know that they could, they could get better. We're, I'm sure you talk to people at farmers markets all the time. Um, what kind of what kind of uh, support do you usually offer people, or what what are some first steps that you usually offer to someone that wants to see some changes in their life and doesn't know where to get started? Well, so the most important thing is baby steps. It's not about doing it all at once and like then seeing a change. It's about little teeny baby steps. You from from what I explained earlier, I had to start off very small. I had to start off first at a place of okay, no sugar. That's huge. To say I'm not going to have sugar, like that's a big big step to have. See where it goes from there. Then say, okay, you know, I noticed that if I eat bread, I feel like crap. Try to not do gluten. 
and see where it goes from there. And then start by one meal a week, not having meat or not having dairy. Don't try to cut yourself off completely because that's when we fall into a place of, you know, we're, we feel like we're missing out or we feel like we're punishing ourselves and all that. This should feel like a treat. It should feel like you're nourishing your body. It should feel like you're doing something good for yourself. And, you know, just see where it goes. And it there's a little slogan we have in a 12-step program called Progress Not Perfection. It doesn't have to be perfect. It can be you look back in a week and say, okay, well, I didn't have meat at this meal or I didn't have sugar at this meal. I'm doing much better. Let me keep on trying. Let me keep on going just for today. It doesn't have to be a big, huge, I'm going to, in five years, I'm going to be a supermodel and I'm going to have this perfect dude and I'm going to have my own business and, you know, it's going to, my life is going to be so awesome. Nah, because so I, I realized when I was down in, in Florida on that trip to Gainesville, I had been saying my whole, for a while, I had been saying like, I will manifest love and abundance in my life. I'll manifest love and abundance in my life. And I realized when I was on that trail, the love and abundance were already with me every single day. It's with me all the time. And so I started saying love and abundance are already here. Love and abundance are already here. And when I started saying all those, those, those things, Every single thing in my life seemed absolutely perfect and beautiful in this moment because it is, it is. And so if we start to say it like that and then just take whatever necessary action is needed for the day for you to maintain a happy lifestyle, you're going to look back and be like, holy crap, look at me now. (laughs) I'll seriously do that every single morning I wake up. And I'm in this fear-based mode when I wake up. My mind's going crazy and all these things I got to do and all these things I got to get together and blah, 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 blah. I have a practice of exercising. I have a meditation practice that I do after that. When I do those things, I'm released from that fear and I see that that love and abundance is already with me every single day. And I'm able to go out and be a maximum service and I'm able to go out and make all these cookies for everybody. And I'm able to go out and smile and talk to people at a farmer's market and tell them, reach out of the fear. You can do whatever you want to do, but you got to get out of the fear first. One day at a time, not a big picture. One cookie at a time. Not a big picture, you know. One cookie at a time. One Start cookie. with Annie's cookies, yep, and then come, you'll come get a cookie. Yep. Uh, you, you'll feel immediately better. <laughs> but I love that it's so beautiful. Like we, we've got to start with our our own fears, our own, um, you know, our own spiritual growth, and attending to that inner world. You know, we we started with the meditation mm-hmm. in in this amazing conversation and um you know it just makes some it makes such beautiful uh sense to me that that has been a profound uh impact your meditation and your uh your diet and your exercise are you do are you what do you do for exercise yoga um well no i uh, actually do mma training I do MMA training or weight training. And then I I do, before I get started on all of that, I I do yoga to set me up. And then when I'm done with it, it, I do yoga to bring me down. Um, But yeah, I I, I like to punch and kick things. (laughs) That's awesome. No better way to get you out of fear than punching some imaginary mofo in the face, you know? Yeah, we need, I I need to I need to work on this with you. Yeah. I, I, everything that I'm I'm a very uh, chill personality, and I gravitate. I'm an introvert. I, I gravitate towards things that are all like very calming, and you know I love yoga. And uh, but I've had some great advice from um, life coach about balancing. You know, so maybe try some things that are uh, that are 
uh, the opposite side of the spectrum and, you know, more fiery and intense. Mm-hmm. Like, so we need, maybe I should uh, get into some MMA fighting with you. It's fun, man. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. After this baby comes yeah, out. Yeah, after the baby comes out. <laughs> totally after the baby comes out. <laughs> All right. Annie, you are a beautiful person. Uh, we're so lucky to have you here in Charleston. I know everybody's going to get a lot out of this. What do you think? I think that was a good place to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, too. All right. Well, peace, plants. (laughs) All right. What'd you think? She's amazing, isn't she? If you're digging on Annie, be sure to visit her website. It's AnnieOLoveGranola.com. And she's also AnnieOLoveGranola on Facebook and Instagram. And of course, come out to Charleston and check out all of her amazing products at our farmers markets and, uh, and also follow Annie for the various veg fests that she'll be going to this year. And if you'd like to be the very first person to leave the Kind Kitchen podcast a review on iTunes, then please do so. We would really, really appreciate it. By we, I mean me. And uh, also, I just wanted to give a shout out to my brother's amazing software. It's called Wave, W-A-V-V-E dot co. If you are interested in starting your own podcast or you have a podcast, check out this app. It um, allows you to create beautiful animated social cards for your podcast episodes. And I'm going to create one for for Annie's today. So you may have already seen it, but yeah, give it a try. I think you'll like it. Have a lovely day. Peace, plants. Peace.